So, yeah, I just want to give you an update on what's going on in Israel. Um, I just encourage everyone to be praying for uh, the land of Israel and for the war that's going on right now. Uh, some of you might have seen over Shabbat yesterday, uh, there was a, a real escalation from Hezbollah in the north after one of their senior members was killed when one of the Hamas leaders was taken out in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, on Thursday or Friday. And um, like I've said all along, the, 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 the war will really open up when we have to start dealing with Hezbollah. And that is something that will have to take place because the, the communities in the north have to be able to go home and be able to live at peace uh, within their uh, uh, or safety within their areas without the threat of Hezbollah. There was a 26, 27 mile uh, radius that uh, Hezbollah was not allowed to breach. Obviously, that's been breached for quite a while. And uh, what people don't get from the normal news is just how many attacks come in from the north on a daily basis. And some communities, um, over 50 to 60% of the properties in those communities have been destroyed uh, because of mortar attacks uh, from Hezbollah. So Israel is definitely up in the game uh, with the 60 um, missiles, or some say 40, some say 60 missiles and suicide drones that came in yesterday. Uh, it uh, was still very controlled over the areas that they fired to. I think they, they feel like if they hit um, Haifa, then that will be uh, a game changer for how Israel will deal with Hezbollah. So we just want to keep things in prayer there. Obviously, in Gaza, they're still working hard, fighting on the streets, um, exposing the tunnel systems and uh, destroying those tunnel systems. We also stand in prayer for the hostages, the 136 hostages to be found, uh, to be released, and also for the safety of uh, the IDF. Um, people keep sending me in a daily basis different things they're seeing within the news, how people are talking about the Gazans and what they are going through uh, in uh, Gaza right now in the midst of the warfare. Well, anyway, we can't stop. We have to keep continuing until Hamas is taken care of and eliminated from Gaza. But uh, just as was exposed the other day, the documents of the summer camps, I posted it on my social media, you might have seen it, how they indoctrinate the children in their summer camps. Around the world, we have summer camps uh, to edify, build our kids and help them enjoy their summer. But in Gaza, their summer camps is all about simulations and training on how to eliminate the Jews and how to destroy Israel. That's what their whole focus is. So it's a lot deeper than just uh, the Hamas militant terrorists dealing with them because they're using the children to do deliveries, uh, to identify where the IDF troops are so that they can pinpoint uh, attacks against tanks and uh, the soldiers because they know the soldiers are not going to shoot and kill children when children are walking in those areas. So it's a very difficult uh, time of fighting in Gaza, but we just keep everything in prayer that the Father will protect uh, those innocent 
civilians and more civilians are speaking out against Hamas. Um, and, you know, we want to see it get to a day where um, we can uh, have uh, some form of peace uh, on the borders of Israel. But more than anything, in the midst of all of this, what are we praying for? As the dark gets darker, we're praying for the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh. We want to see the outpouring of the Spirit in the land of Israel. This is a great time in the land of Israel to share faith in Messiah, because what people are looking for is that which is spiritual. And a lot of the young people, they've left uh, Orthodox Judaism, and they go off to India, they go to Thailand and other countries in search of spiritual things. They're trying to connect spiritually. You know, we've got that hole in the inside of us that can only be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. We've got to be born again of the Spirit. Life only comes by the Spirit through the Son. Hallelujah. And uh, as we share in the land of Israel, that's what we talk about. Don't go back to Orthodox Judaism because you're in fear of your life because of the war. But what you're seeking is that which is spiritual, and that is found in Yeshua. So we encourage uh, everyone to pray for the outpouring of the Spirit in the land of Israel. People are more open to receive the gospel today than any other day before. So let's stand in the gap and pray for that. I'm looking forward to getting back to Israel on the 1st of February. And I believe that um, the strategic uh, holy assignments the Father has for me between now and the end of this month, uh, I, I just I want to capture by the Spirit where I'm meant to go. It doesn't seem like a lot of time, and we're at the 7th of January and in just a few weeks, I'll be back in Israel. There's a lot to be accomplished. Firstly, raising up a people of prayer, uh, that more people will stand and pray uh, for our ministry in the land and also stand in the gap for the not yet saved, that we can see salvation in the land of Israel. So we want to see a larger prayer support of what's going on in the land of Israel. And we also want to... Uh, connect with more people so they can understand who we are as a ministry and what we're involved in and what we do as a ministry. And for all of you who have been connected with the ministry for many years, our focus is to be consistent, consistent and faithful in the work the Father has called us to do. And we have a, a track record of pressing forward and, and being consistent in delivering the message of hope to this generation. We've also got some exciting things that we shared yesterday in the newsletter that went out, the weekly newsletter, just to talk about what's up ahead. And Esther and myself are working on uh, the new magazine for the end of the month on the focus of mission outreach and outreach training. You know, we've got to get the body of Messiah to a place where we recognize that it's not about... Uh, God, what do you have for me? What can you give me? What Whatever happened to a generation that presents our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to Yahovah? You know, you don't get saved so you get a ticket to go to heaven. You get saved. You give your life to Yeshua. We recognize the work that he has done for us and he died for us. And this is his call for each and every one of us that we will live for him. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know about you, but that type of stuff gets me so excited. Why? Because we have the Messiah dwelling within us. So as we're going through John chapter 14, 
15 and 16, we're going through the importance of what is up ahead for the sacrifice that Yeshua is going to make and the importance of the work of the Ruach HaKodesh. We need the Spirit. So, you know, we've got to understand the Spirit. And there's a lot of false teaching out there concerning the Ruach HaKodesh. How do we understand the Spirit? How do we understand the working of the Spirit? We are born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we need the Ruach HaKodesh. We need the Holy Spirit to be operating and functioning through our lives. And, you know, uh, many people who come into the Hebraic expression of faith, they fall prey to a lot of teaching from Judaism, which, which uh, you know, wants to steer them in a way, away from the understanding of the Spirit. The personhood of the Spirit, oh boy. Sometimes when you talk about that, People just don't know how to respond. They're like, oh, well, wait a second. You know, because we don't understand the doctrine of the foundation of the word of, of who is the father, who is the son, who is the spirit? How do we understand the father, son and spirit within our lives? Now, obviously, within Catholicism, within this Trinity viewpoint, I, I speak on the triunity of uh, Yudhevavhe, right? It's the three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And just because Catholicism to join the church, you know, you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, yeah? Um, into the Catholic Church, now you're a good Catholic and you're going to go to heaven, right? But you, we know that's not the case. But we've got to be careful that we don't get to the place where we deny the office and the authority of the spirit and here yeshua man he he is hitting a home run in these chapters john 14 15 16 and 17 on the importance of the spirit he's trying to bring it home so we understand this and the reason why i left these last few verses out at the end of last week now if you didn't get uh, to catch up with the message last week you can go on uh um podcasts or you can you can go back on crossing point global community and you can see the message uh from last week um we really did deal with uh a few key things on the authority what was it that caused the disciples to give up their lives it was the fact that they witnessed the resurrected power of yeshua he is risen he is risen and it was only john that wasn't martyred uh in the end the rest of them were all marred because they experienced the living reality of Yeshua. But more than anything, they saw the power of the authority that was in Messiah through the Spirit manifesting. And, you know, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. We need the release of the authority that is found in Messiah by the Spirit. We need that release. So, Father, I want to thank you for this time right now. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for your life that you have given us. I pray as we spend time today that uh, you will set our hearts on fire. You'll take us to a new place that we will clearly hear from heaven, that you will minister to us in such a powerful way, Father, that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit. It's by the Spirit, says Yahovah. So we thank you for the Spirit's function. 
within our lives. We thank you for the Spirit's authority within our lives. And I pray, Father, that you help us to understand the importance of what it truly means to live life in the Spirit, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, Just we, I just want to shout out to those who are joining us on Facebook. Thanks for joining us there. You can post uh, in the comment section there just a, a hello where you're uh, connecting from. Uh, we welcome everyone on the Zoom as well. Uh, there's Jerry with us as well, Bob and Huguette. Uh, good to see you guys. I think I've said hi to everyone else that's on there at the moment. But uh, we just appreciate each and every one of you. So we're going to press in on John chapter 16. And, you know, this is what I said the other day. These chapters in the scriptures, as I started to meditate on these in my childhood, it radically, supernaturally changed my life. It enabled me to walk in the spirit like, you know, it just it changed my life. It gave me uh, the understanding of the call of Yahovah within my life. It just moved me into a whole new dimension. And I encourage you to meditate on these chapters. You know, today we live in a, a generation that doesn't want to spend time memorizing. It doesn't want to spend time meditating. We just want to switch something on, get a message, and feel good about the message. But, you know, the Father wants us to be a people that, uh, that meditate on the word of Yehovah day and night. We've got to press in on that word day and night. And I encourage you uh, to do that, that you'll be one that presses in. So as we talked on the, the, the climax of the authority that's coming by the Spirit, ask and you will receive, your joy will be complete. Whatever you ask in my name, the Father, he's going to give that to you. Very truly, I tell you, the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. And then when they started to see that authority, when everything started to open up, the disciples got to that place where they realized Yeshua is speaking clearly to us. He's, he's not speaking uh, figuratively anymore. He's giving us the importance of the revelation of the Spirit on a new level that we are called to walk in. And then in verse 31, it says this, Do you now believe? And this is such an important word, and I want us to capture that. Do you now believe? Because there's many people who have been saved, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking with the Father within Christianity. They come into the Hebraic walk, and they come right back to that place of denying the deity of Yeshua. What takes them on that journey? How do they end up there? You know, we should be coming back to Torah and the revelation of Torah and experiencing the richness of the gospel, the richness of who Messiah is. We should see the richness of what the Tanakh is speaking about. But many people get caught up in Judaism. They get caught up in the interpretations of the Torah from the viewpoint of Judaism, and it's a killer. It's going to kill your faith. And you might think you can handle it and, you know, bless you. You know, some of you can handle it uh, going through the commentaries uh, of the sages. You ever hear that word, uh, the sages say? Look, Yeshua said, don't listen to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Uh, one uh, brother, uh, teacher, friend of mine, he says, well, you know, I don't know what the problem is. The Talmud is just commentary. It's just commentary. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I live in the land of Israel. Let me tell you something. The Talmud to a religious Jew 
is even more important than the Torah. It's not just commentary, because they don't want to interpret the scriptures by the Spirit. They want to have the interpretation of the scriptures from the rabbis. They want to experience the interpretation of the scripture through the eyes of the rabbis. And these rabbis are not going to give you the revelation of Yeshua through the scriptures because they have an anti-Messiah spirit, an anti-Christ spirit. They are going to lead you as far away from Yeshua as you can possibly get to. That's why I tell you, stop doing Torah portions. Stop being in the cycle of Judaism. And I don't care how many people I make mad. You know, if we want to see signs and wonders and miracles and the supernatural transformation of the spirit, study Torah, learn Torah, but get out of the cycle of the spirit of Judaism. Says Yahovah. Hear the word of Yahovah. Why? I see thousands of groups all over the world. They start right. They're going down the right vein. And they have no authority in the spirit. They have no signs, no wonders, no salvation, no deliverance. All they have is information. And why did we end up in that place? How did we get there? I was with a group in Canada. And uh, after questions and answers in this group uh, that we were having, they, there was a family there talking about what was, uh, you know, their, their questions. And all their questions was, leading up to denying the deity of Yeshua. You can't trust the Gospels. You can't trust Paul. Why? Because the anti-missionaries are trying to say, oh, yeah, you've just got the English version. Don't you know how many things they change within your Bible uh, to get you <clears throat> sold into a story? Uh, you've got to come back to the Torah. You've got to recognize that most of the Gospels, most of the New Testament that you're reading right now is not is not uh, um, it's not truth. It's not scripture. You know, I, I say that Matthew to Revelation is the messianic writings. It's it's the messianic writings. It is opening up the Tanakh in the eyes of Yeshua. So it's not what we use just to interpret the Torah. But as we read the messianic writings, we know that it's standing completely in unison with the Tanakh. It's not, it's not coming against the Tanakh. It's opening things up. But yes, we need to start at the beginning of the book. We need to start from the book of Genesis. We've got to work through. And as we start through the beginning of the book, you'll understand Yeshua and the Gospels in a greater light if we have greater knowledge and understanding of the entire book. Hallelujah. So we have... New Testament Christians or New Testament Christian churches and so on and so forth, they spend all their time in the New Testament. They deny the authority of the Tanakh. It's like, oh, that's done away with. Now we're in the new. It's all about grace. It's not about love. They don't understand the marriage covenant. Uh, you know, the Torah is not done away with, but the marriage that took place at Mount Sinai, you know, clearly we saw Israel was divorced. Clearly, when Yeshua died, Yeshua was no longer married to the southern kingdom, to Judah, so that they could walk into Jeremiah 31, which is the new covenant. I'm going to put my instructions, my Torah, on the inside of you, okay? So, well, all I'm saying is this. I am seeing so many people fall away 
I've traveled hundreds of thousands of miles. I've been to so many groups. And, and it might be great for you. You might be excited about doing the Torah portions and the Torah readings, and I'm happy for you. But here's the reality. New people who are coming of faith into understanding of the Torah, if you bring them into those cycles, they will 100%, 100%, they will be led to the interpretation of the sages, of the rabbis, of the Talmud, and they're going to have another gospel. So what are we going to do about it? We've got to make a decision and say, we need to change how we're looking at things. We need the life of the Spirit. Yeshua, when he got up in the morning, he didn't say to the uh, disciples, hey guys, you know, we're going to be in such and such synagogue this Shabbat. Uh, let's just go through the Torah portion for this week. That's not what he said. You don't find that instructions in the red letters of the words of Yeshua. What did he do? He went and sought the face of the Father. And he said this, I only do what I see the Father do. And by the Spirit, by receiving of the Spirit, we're to operate in the revelation that comes by the Spirit of Yeshua. Hallelujah. That his revelation will come alive to us. That, that the Word will become not just Logos written, it will become living. The living Word. We need the word of Yahovah, the supernatural direction, the transformation. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and your Torah portions. Oh, no, sorry. That's not what it says. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And what is your testimony? Messiah in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Messiah in me. I've got my Livingstone Torah portion. Uh, 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 Torah outreach uh, top on, right? Twelve, The 12 stone project, the 12 project, 12 stones, the testimony of the living stones. Yeah. So let's be all about Torah. Let's understand that the feasts of Yahovah, they are for today. Let's walk in the feasts. Let's explain Yeshua in the midst of those feasts. Let's go through every single commentary we have and ask ourselves the question, how much influence do we have from the sages and the rabbinics? And cancel it out. That's what Yeshua told you to do. Don't listen to them. If you allow the blind to lead you, you will end up in the ditch with them. The blind can't lead the blind. You need someone with eyes to see to lead the blind. We need someone to see. We have to see through the eyes of the Spirit. We have to see the fullness of what the Word is saying by the power of the Spirit. So this Word, do you now believe? Do you now believe? When we live in a day where many people are losing their faith, they're losing their faith. It's not because they're not passionate. It's because they're, they're, they're trying to look at all this information. They're trying to work it out in their own heads instead of working it out by the Spirit. This is something that will safeguard you in your spiritual walk if you will yield to the Spirit in everything. The Ruach HaKodesh, He will speak to you. He will guide you. He will direct you. You need the revelation of the Spirit for your very life. 
We have to depend on him. Why, why is he saying this? Do you believe? He says, listen, there's a time coming. Do you believe? You better get these things settled within your heart right now. And as we move out in this next phase of what we're doing in ministry, our focus is to establish houses of peace who are not allowed to do Torah portions. You cannot do Torah portions. We will teach and train in the Torah, but we must have no influence from the sages, from the rabbinic camp, from the Talmud. You want to you want to see people rise up to the reality of Yehovah? Give them that which is real. And when they take hold of that which is real, they will serve the living God with all of their heart and with all of their soul. But you start mixing in all of that rabbinic stuff, you know what you're going to end up with? It's called diluted gasoline, putting water in the gasoline. Nothing's going to start up. Nothing's going to function. Nothing's going to fire up. You're going to lose the power of the spirits because you're putting water into the fuel. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I know that might be kind of upsetting. I know I might get some knockback on that, but that's okay. Why? Because I've been around. <laughs> What's that song? Being around the world. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you, and, and this leader said to me, why do you think I'm going through this? Why? why? I, I'm, I'm like, well, look at you. Look, you're like, come on. Why are you going through this? Why are we not seeing growth? Why are we not seeing transformation? Stop teaching the lies of the sages. Stop trying to bring in the interpretation of a false religion. And let's get the, the reality of the Torah alive by the Spirit. Do you now believe? Let's be believers in Yeshua. Let's recognize he is the Messiah. He is the one who came to redeem all mankind. For Yehovah so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, brother, don't you know what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6? I am the Lord, I am one. So the Spirit is just the Spirit of Yeshua. Well, guess what? You are the body of Messiah. We are the body of Messiah. Hallelujah. That's you. That's me. We're the body of Messiah. Guess what? We are one in Messiah. Amen. Now, how many persons do we have here? Wave if you're a person. Wave. Come on. Are you waving? I can't see anyone. Oh, we've got a few people waving. Amen. We are one in Messiah. I'm waving. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yah. Huguette says she's waving. I heard that, Huguette. Excellent. Hallelujah. Okay. So a time is coming. In fact, has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. You will have war trouble in this world, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Listen, there's enough troubles in this world without adding religious troubles, okay? There's enough troubles in this world without uh, bringing in religious troubles, into our households, into our communities. It is time for us to operate in the authority of the Spirit. And it's time for us to recognize the interpretation of the Word should be identifying Messiah. What is the Word of Messiah in the midst of this Scripture? Every one of the feasts is all about Yeshua. Hallelujah. 
So we don't read the feasts and go, oh, it's just a feast. It's, it's Yeshua. We see him everywhere. We see him there. Who walked in the garden with Adam and Eve in the cool of the night? It was Yeshua. Thank you, Father. So anyway, I just want to uh, bounce on a couple of scriptures. Matthew chapter 26. Let's just go there. Um, let's see. So, uh, verse 31, And Yeshua told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after... I have risen. I will go ahead of you into Galilee. See, I'm telling you, these are the things that's going to happen. But when we see what the rabbinic does to the message of understanding Torah and the sages and all of their lies, right? What's happening is they're striking the shepherd. They're striking the shepherd. And their focus and desire is to see people who've come out of mainstream Christianity to Torah and uh, their their whole focus is how do we get you to a place of denying the deity of Yeshua? So we don't have to play this game anymore. This is not what being born again of the Spirit is all about. It's not about dressing up, looking Jewish, and having everything done in Hebrew. That's not what it's about. It's about recognizing who Messiah is, being the very person the Father's called you to be. Yeah, you are kingdom. You're, you're part of the kingdom of Yehovah. But you look at all of the tribes. They were all different. Look at the prophecies in Jeremiah chapter 39, or 49. It's not to this son, oh, here's the prophecy for you. And oh, look, there's 12 sons. You can all just take on the same prophecy for each of you. No. Every single son in the 12 tribes had a different blessing, a different word. There was a different expression. And here in the body of Messiah, as we're coming to a, a true understanding of the roots of the faith by the power of the Spirit, you know what? Don't let the enemy rob the world of the blessing that's coming through you. You don't have to change who you are so that uh, people will accept you or so that you can function. No, the Father has anointed you for such a time as this. We don't want clones. You know, there's Al. Good to see you, Al, uh, and Connie there. Um, you know, we were playing some of the songs of the past, and uh, one of my favorites uh, uh, guys back in the day, Steve Taylor, you know, I want to be a clone. You know, what's the lie of so many, uh, um, you know, church environments back in the heavy shepherding movement? That's when he wrote the song. The heavy shepherding movement. That's where the pastor would tell you who you're going to marry, what color of car you're going to have, uh, you know, how much you're going to give, what you're going to do. Man, you had to go ask your pastor for everything, man. You couldn't even get nothing done. And it was all this cloning system that was going on within mainstream Christianity in the late 80s and early 90s. We don't want to be clones, but we want the freedom of the spirit. I want to see the expression of what the Father is doing in your life. I want to see you rise up to the fullness of who the Father has called you to be. What a blessing, huh? What a blessing that we are unique. You are wonderfully made. Hallelujah. You can be yourself in Messiah. Now, listen, I don't want the old man. I'm not talking about the old man now. 
When I'm saying be yourself, I'm not talking about the old man. I'm talking about the new man in Messiah. What, what happens as we come to Messiah by the Spirit, he empowers us to discover our identity. Amen? Our identity in him, our identity as the whole house of Israel. Praise the name of Yeshua. He wants us to experience the richness of his blessing. You know, what did Yeshua say? He says, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. So you look at what's going on in the lives of others. And what's he saying here? He says, uh, I judge uh, no one. Where am I at here? Verse 16. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. The other is the Father who sent me. Hallelujah. You do not know me or my Father, Yeshua replied. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. So do you believe? Do we truly believe? Do we have a heart of understanding that desires to seek the will and purpose of Yehovah? You know, a great chapter is... Um, Romans chapter 8. Anyone like Romans chapter 8? Huh? Isn't that amazing? Therefore, it starts. That means there's something before the therefore. Chapter 7. Some incredible uh, uh, statements that are made in chapter 7. But it says, it's, it's speaking about the life through the Spirit. You know, the importance of the life through the Spirit. And how do we become more than conquerors? How do we handle suffering? How do we handle the life's challenges of dealing with the old man? And what have we got to do? We've got to renew our minds. We've got to recognize I'm not what I used to be. This is what bulldozer faith is all about. Bulldozing the old man say, you have no place in, in, in any aspect of my life. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are new. I am not going to walk in condemnation of my past or this world system. Why? Because I am in Messiah. If you're not in Messiah, it's okay to be condemned. So if there's if there's things that we're talking about, if it's if it's making you mad, ask ask yourself the question: Are you in Messiah? Truly in Messiah? But anyway, I want to go to the end of the chapter. <laughs> That's homework. Just gave you all homework. Romans chapter 8. Just be blessed with that, about the importance of being led by the Spirit of Elohim. We are children of Elohim if we are led by the Spirit of Elohim. It says in 37, no, in all of these things we are... Now, let's go back a bit more. Let's just not start with... Let's go to 31. Yeah, let, let's get this important factor within our lives. You know what's going to make a difference in your community and your family? The transforming power of a living God manifesting through your life. It's not going to be because you know so much. It's not going to be, well, let, let me open up the 49th left hand, uh, left arm hair, uh, hair of the Antichrist. That's not what's going to make you uh, popular within your community or with your family. If we're going to have an effect of transformation, we have got to understand what it truly means to be a conqueror in Messiah. What then shall we say in response to these things? If Elohim is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. 
how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom Elohim has chosen? It is Elohim who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Messiah Yeshua who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of Elohim and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Messiah? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Strike the shepherd. What will happen to the sheep? They'll scatter, right? We're talking about the authority of being led by the Spirit and identifying ourselves as children of Elohim, right? We're talking about the importance of what it truly means to live life in the Spirit. No, in all these things, you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither the present or the future, or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of Elohim that is in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Now, if this word is true, the center point of what is important here is Messiah. Where is he? He has got to be in us. You know, we've got to be rooted and established in Messiah, okay? Because, you know, this is where the victory comes from. So there's so much within the Hebraic walk that is taking people away from the revelation of Yeshua. And we've got to see a restoration of the revelation of Yeshua. We've got to see a turnaround. We've got to see the signs and wonders and miracles. We've got to see the transforming power of a mighty God. You know, what did we talk about in John chapter 15? Remain in me and I will remain in you. Well, what's the point? Why have I got to remain? It's so you can be fruitful, showing yourself to be disciples. It's time for fruitfulness. It's time for salvation, transformation by the Spirit, deliverance. Uh, uh, you know, is anyone sick and tired of, where the, of how the enemy operates within this world? You know, I, I just love Al's boldness. We were in the bank uh, the other day. Al, he just walks in. Man, he's just standing there. And he just decides it's time to sing a song. Now, if you've ever been around Al, this just doesn't happen one time. This could happen in Home Depot. It can happen in a restaurant. It can happen. You don't know what's going to happen when you're out with Al, right? He just bursts into song, starts singing about Yeshua, right? And I'm telling you, everyone's like, you can see them all like getting their nails all gripping into their like, oh man, where's this going? This guy's crazy what's happening here, right? You see the spiritual resistance manifesting. But Al doesn't go, oh, look, the, the resistance of the enemies here, I better not sing anymore. No, he sings louder. He takes it up a level. He takes it up a level and he presses through. And then all of a sudden people are, all their demons in them are shaking them. You know, they're like, oh, what's happening? And then all of a sudden, what happens? He takes them to the place of the breakthrough of receptiveness to the Spirit. And it's supernatural. It's by the Spirit. 
and you've got to press through. You've got to press through. So, you know, as we are pressing through in these few chapters of 14, 15, and 16, my 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 desire is that, that you will experience a greater authority within your life, greater authority to yield to the Spirit, to do what the Spirit says. You know, there's sometimes I've been prophesying, and I'm prophesying over a prominent leader uh, in the Christian world. And as I'm prophesying, I don't even like the word. I'm prophesying. I'm like, I don't like this word. This is not a good word. I don't want to say this word. I don't want. Why should? Why would I be saying this to this person? That's not what I want to say to them. This is not. This is not going to be uh, good. You know, to sit down and have a cup of coffee afterwards. Goodness me, man, this is pretty harsh. And you know, I'm prophesying. I'm getting whiter and whiter because I'm like, oh man, I talk about embarrassed at the word that's coming forth. And then in the end, I said, is this the word of the Lord? And just watching them melt by the Spirit and say, that is the word of the Lord. And you see them come to that place of repentance. And you see the work of the Spirit manifest. Sometimes we will experience things in life that doesn't feel good. But you've got to break through. You've got to break through your feelings, break through your emotional realm, break through the barriers that are in ourselves. Every one of us, we have barriers. Yeah? So why is Al so free just to open up and sing in the, in the bank? Well, that might not be your anointing, and that's okay. We're, we're, not, we're not trying to clone Al, and I, I don't want the testimony of the next 20 people that have been singing in the bank next week. That's not what our focus is. But the focus is listen to the Spirit, and when He calls you to operate in the gifting that He has called you to, in the area that he wants you to minister in, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it feels like your environment around you is against everything that you are doing, don't worry. Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's how we see the manifestation of the Spirit, walking, leaping, praising God. He didn't just walk and leap and go to uh, Tim Hortons for a coffee. No, he started praising Yehovah, recognizing that this miracle that came forth came by the Spirit. Amen. We want to see the miracle of Yehovah operating. So we need the Spirit. You need the Spirit. You deny the personhood of the Spirit. You're di diluting the reality of who the Spirit is. And we don't want to do that. We want to experience the richness of the Spirit. We want to understand who the Holy Spirit is within the Scriptures. And I'm going to post uh, on, uh, on Crossing Point, I'm going to post uh, an article uh, for you to go through. We're not going to go into it all today, but I'm going to post an article that comes from a friend of mine, Eddie Delcor. Uh, from the Department of Christian Defense, who deals with, you know, coming against oneness theology and, you know, effectively some of these teachings on the understanding of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are so profound that his writings are studied all over the world. And yeah, he might not have the revelation of the Torah in place, but he's certainly got uh, the, the breakdown 
of the personhood of the spirit. And, you know, how many times do we see in scripture where the spirit is called Yudhevafe, you know, and we see the personhood of the spirit. So if you just listen to the sages and uh, the Hebraic, that's all, oh, you know, the spirit is just the spirit of Yeshua. Anyway, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, you know, what did they do? They lied to the spirit. They didn't lie to the Father, Acts chapter 5, you know? They lied to the Ruach HaKodesh. You haven't lied just to human beings, but to Elohim. So you haven't just lied to man. You didn't just lie to the Spirit of Yeshua. You lied to Yehovah. You lied to God. You, you know, and it's talking about the Spirit. So anyway, listen, there's hundreds of Scripture there's hundreds of things that we can go to for that point. And look, my whole focus, you know, I, I, I am not called to be an apologist. That's not what I want to do. You know what? I'm just going to go manifest the Spirit, right? I'll leave all those theologians to work it all out. I'm just going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to get healed. I'm just going to walk by faith and not by sight and see the Holy Spirit manifest, right? <laughs> And let them go try and work it all out. I don't need to sit down trying to understand and trying to debate people on these matters. But I'm just telling you, there's enough information out there. And I'm going to send you a link to uh, ChristianDefense.org um, and the message where, uh, you know, Eddie has written an incredible book uh, on this. Um, I'll, I'll find a link to that as well uh, and put it out there dealing with the uh, the importance of uh, the triunity of our God and what it really looks like. All right, so listen, what, uh, where are we at here? Yeah, a time has come, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You know, sometimes when we hear the truth, you know, the truth comes hardest when we need to hear it because there's events coming up in our lives that could be very challenging. Have you noticed how the Spirit works? Have you noticed the revelation sometimes you're receiving? You don't understand why you're receiving revelation by the Spirit on a certain subject or, or area, but then you go through something, and as you go through that thing, you realize, man, the Holy Spirit just set me up and prepared me for what I was going to face. So now when I face the trouble, when I face the challenges, now I'm equipped by the Spirit. I have authority by the Spirit. You know, you give, you take away, but blessed be your name. Listen, when we are truly walking in the Spirit, we're not walking in uh, perfection. We're not walking in, you know, uh, like the faith movement would like you to believe that everything's just going to be amazing, that you can... You can have childbirth without pain. You know, you don't ever need to be sick, uh, even though they'll go off and have a secret operation because they've got a little problem that they wouldn't like the world to know about, you know, because it's going to affect their, their their latest book that they just wrote on, uh, you know, divine health or, or whatever, you know. But we have authority by the Spirit. And Father, that's what I ask for today. I ask for an increase in the transforming power of your spirit within our lives. Forgive us when we have relied upon our own understanding. Forgive us, Father, when we have tried to walk this life out in our ability. 
But we yield right now to your ability because it's Messiah in us that's the hope of glory. It's Messiah in us that's going to enable us to be victorious in this life. So we stand upon your promises. Your promises are yes and amen. And Father, we know that we don't have all the answers. We know, look, you didn't raise everyone up to be a theologian, and we need teachers. And we thank you, Father, for teachers. But we pray more than anything that the teachers that are around us will not be speaking the lies of the sages, but will be revealing Messiah. They'll be revealing Messiah. So forgive us, Father, and areas and teachings that we've brought that's taking people away from the very words of Messiah. And Father, I thank you that you're raising up a new people, that you're raising up a new breed that's not going to be by might or by power, but by your spirit. I thank you, Father, for the testimonies of what is to come within each and every one of our lives. So you say in your word, peace that you leave with us, not peace um, that the world gives, that you have called us not to have our hearts troubled and not to be afraid because you've given us the spirit. But the counselor, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father has sent in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Receive the peace that comes from Yeshua, his peace, his shalom. Let's walk in peace. So instead of trying to work everything out, and yes, there is a place where theologically we need to deal with issues, right? But if we haven't got the foundation right, if we're teaching off the wrong foundation, how are we going to end up with the right truth? The, the foundation is the word. It, it's, it, it's not, it's not uh, Judaism, uh, okay? That's not what we're looking to. That's not what we are seeking to find our answers from. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you, I'm blessed. I'm encouraged at what the Father has in store. I, I pray that as we've gone through these uh, three chapters over the last, I don't know how many weeks we've been in this, but I pray that it has been a blessing to you, an encouragement to you. And, you know, meditate on this portion of Scripture. Don't just uh, listen to what I'm saying on this, 14, 15, and 16. The whole reason why I, I keep pushing the point, meditate on this portion of Scripture, all these red letters that are written here. You know, the whole reason why I want you to meditate on this area of Scripture is that you will be empowered by the Spirit, that you will learn how to yield to the Spirit, that you will draw close to Yeshua. And any teaching that's taking you away from Yeshua, that is not remaining in the vine. Amen? So we press back to that vine. We press back. I want the Ruach HaKodesh to be my teacher. So what is uh, discipleship? Discipleship is teaching people how to know the Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. Instead of teaching people how to tune into the next YouTube channel or tune into the next teaching of so-and-so and whatever, or the 12-week plan to uh, the doctrine of a local fellowship or whatever, discipleship is teaching people to know the Spirit. Because it's in knowing the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, you live a transformed life. 
And that's what we want to do. And we should be leading by example, leading by example. And I've used Al a lot today. Al, bless you, brother. You're an encouragement. Um, you know, but why why have I used him? Because he's walking this. He, he's walking in the place of trouble. He's walking in the place of difficulty. But yet, there's just something that happens, something that rises up. And it's not the flesh. It's the spirit that's rising up, saying, here's the song. How'd you memorize so many songs? By the spirit. Here's the song for the moment. Hallelujah. And it's not just about just a song being sung. It's when you start watching what the Spirit's doing in the hearts of the people as he looks into, um, uh, you know, uh, a woman's eyes and, and, and says to her that she needs Yeshua, that Yeshua loves her, that he died, he paid the price for her. You don't know what people are going through, what place they're at. But you know what? There's a boldness that comes over us by the Spirit. And that's what we want to experience, the richness of his glory. So listen, change. If you're caught up with the old wineskin, caught up in the old ways, you know, stuck to the old system, you know, we're not doing the Catholic weekly readings to identify with Catholics, right? You know, listen, the majority of the Jews in Israel aren't following religious Judaism. The majority of the Jews in Israel are secular. So doing your Torah portion isn't going to relate to them because they don't even know what you're talking about. They don't even do the Torah portion. Anyway, look, I'm not ranting. Right? I'm being very serious here. I'm being very serious by the Spirit. I believe this is important that... Uh, we get this message out because why my heart breaks because I see so many groups failing because we're teaching from the wrong foundation. We're teaching from the wrong place. Messiah in me, the hope of glory. And that's not denying any element of the scripture. That's not denying any element of scripture. That's getting our foundation correct so that we can live in the richness of his blessing. 